All right, it's Saturday night, the beer is cold, and this is Movies and BS with Andrew. And Katie. All right, so here we go, folks. Spoiler alerts. We're throwing it out there for the many saints of Newark. Katie, first impression, go. I really wanted to like it. Mm. I wanted to love it. I'm excited about it. Maybe it was a different experience. My mom and my brother were able to go see it in a movie theater. But we watched it here at home on HBO Plus. So my mother HBO Max for those HBO Max. Yeah, I'm so sorry we're gonna really piss off our sponsors with HBO here and lose that sweet, sweet, sweet advertisement money. We have no advertising. But accepting if I want to send a broadcast, please send it to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they saw it in a movie theater and they got to have the whole entire we had drinkies we had popcorn we got candy we were the only ones there but it was wonderful and we also had joe kind of screaming when we were watching it i liked it but i wasn't wowed by it so let's first kind of analyze your first part of your discussion here um wanting to get excited about a movie and I find that ever fleeting as time goes on and I keep coming back to Marvel and this might offend some of our elderly listeners I can think of one in particular who's a little bit older than me but not by much but um, (laughs) it's funny how even talk to my buddy who is 41 and worth, I'm 35. So he's like six years older, which you wouldn't think would be a lot, but it's almost a generation. But I found a lot of people in his age bracket who didn't hit that peak in their life with the Marvel movies. So like you and I start dating and then boom, all of a sudden here comes Iron Man 08. You know, we're kind of rolling and the next 10 years is owned by Marvel. We go to every single one of them. We just set our calendar for it. We finally get to the end game and it's worth all of it. I mean, it just it all comes together. It's a culmination. Now talking to my friend who's a little bit older than I, okay. he talks about how it just didn't happen for him. I mean, so when 10 years ago, he would have been 31, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were 25 when we got married, right? And thinking about how is it that big of an age gap? Is that five, six years where you just lose track of it? No, but here's, here's, the, here's the extent of my dialogue, and I'll shut up about it. Endgame ruined, like, all movie experiences. Like, I'm craving, I am wanting that, oh, man, it's coming. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Here we go. And I think we were just so spoiled with Marvel and Game of Thrones. And think about how many series that ended and ended well in the past couple of years. And then here we are left wanting. Your thoughts? I think there's some truth to that, but I still really do think it's more based on the true experience. Like a lot of those movies that you and I went to for Marvel, it wasn't just you and me going to go see them. We saw them with some of our best friends. And there was something about being in a theater, yelling and cheering and screaming with people as everything was happening that made the movies fun. And so we haven't had that in about two years. So you're saying the actual experience itself is lacking. Now I did go do a movie 
it during the summer. I believe it was Black Widow. You went with Black Widow with Kevin. Right. And it was a good experience. There was many people socially distanced and so forth. And I, I love how you're putting concerned. all the preemptive stuff just like, you know, we did socially distance. We did. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to say, oh, check his vaccine card. We went, you know, <laughs> we spit each other's mouth and licked the urinal. But yeah, I mean, that was a concern. But that's, we went for that. I went for Scarlett Johansson, who I absolutely love and adore. And I think is amazing. Okay, but this is a Marvel movie. How did you feel about it? I thought, I left wanting. You want you were wanting? Yeah. I mean, ever since, legitimately, since the ending of the Marvel Cinema Universe with the Avengers, and I know it's not ending technically, and they're going off new branches, and blah, 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 blah. I get that. But I, I just kind of, like, broke it. I mean, it was just like, here you go, 10 years of amazing things put together, and we're done. And, and I was now glad. trying to rebuild again. Yeah, trying to rebuild, but trying to get to that next level of experience, trying to get excited about a movie, trying to get um, that same feeling. I, I just can't. And I did feel excited to watch Sopranos. I remember seeing the first the Saints of Newark. Yeah. Um, seeing the trailer for it in the summer, I was like, oh, wow. And then the we big, have to see this. And then they had the big hype about, you know, Gandolfini's kid, and I was like, oh, that's great. He looks just like him. And we watched all the trailers and we read up on it and started rewatching the series, getting yeah, up for it. Yeah. And we're just like, wow, here we go. And then we watched it, and it was just kind of like Godzilla with Brian Cranston, Cranston. Yeah. from Breaking Bad, for those of you who don't know who he is. Um all these trailers for Godzilla. And Brian Cranston was in the Godzilla movie in 2014. Like, Less came out. than 20 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Less than 20 minutes. That movie's two hours, like 20 minutes long. And no Cranston after that. Yeah, and Cranston's there, and he's out. And I felt the same way because Gandolfini's kid wasn't really in it. It wasn't his story. It wasn't. It was, you know, Dickie Montesanti. It was. It, it makes me wonder okay, are they going to have more yes. stories, more short movies like this. Mom explaining. and Dan brought that up, and my mom is 100% convinced that this is just, they're setting the table. Right. Now there's going to be more stories of, like, Tony's evolution. Right. Polly and, you know, Sill and Pussy and all those guys probably have their own. And maybe they're signing up for that. And if so, tell somebody. Like, so we can <laughs> mentally prepare and be like, okay, this was a good start. You know, this is an appetizer. Here we are. But it was fun to watch um, the characters of The Sopranos, if you will be, in set in the 60s or late 60s, early 70s. Uh, yeah. Well, it starts like off in the 60s and then as Tony's right. going through high school. Right. So, I mean, that was fun. It was. You know, I do like those those period pieces where they go back in time and you see the, the vehicles are driving and clothing, the technology that they have and so forth. And I like kind of seeing trip. like the decorations of the house more than anything else, like the furniture and everything. Yeah. Which brings us back, like the best thing to watch for that would be Mad Men, of course. Neil Barnett. Nobody cares that you don't like Mad Men. Oh, I'm very aware of that. Everybody enjoys Mad Men but you. With the high list of viewers that we have and listeners that are loyal to our show, yes, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, we love Mad Men. There's 8 billion people on the planet. They all like Mad Men except you. So, there you go. 
Nice. <laughs> no, but the, the nice thing about Madman and what they did was use, you know, um, real artifacts, if you will. They, they cleaned out the Smithsonian. They made copies and replicas of the decade, you know, late 50s, all the way through the 60s, early 70s, which is fun. Um, but going back to Saints of Newark, yeah, I was left wanting, um, if they are setting up for more, it'd be great. It'd be great to see more of Gandolfini's kid. I mean, he wasn't in it, what? Ten minutes? Probably from start to finish. Again, he pulled a Cranston. Probably all of his scenes were 20 minutes in length. Right. And that goes back to marketing. And the people who do this are oh, far far smarter than I, which I get that. They make buco cash. But you get flooded with um, social media and you know Instagram and Twitter and everything's blown up and then you're talking about it and then here comes Roar and they're pushing it, the big motivation, and then you get to it and you're like, Let's Hell. talk about the positives of the movie, okay? Yeah. So, what, what is his name? Vicky Maltesanti? Mm -hmm. Okay. The only thing that I ever really knew from The Sopranos was that's Christopher's father. Correct. I knew that he was in The Mob. Correct. He was a good earner. Correct. That was it. And actually seeing his character development, he, Christopher's just like his dad, he's a psychopath. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He is 100% psycho. So, should we define psycho versus, so like a sociopath has no feelings, right? Correct. No empathy. Yes. Or is that a psychopath? A sociopath does not feel anything. So, from what I understand, a sociopath has no emotions, they don't feel sadness, they don't feel anger, they're just trying to make themselves feel good, right? Okay. Of course, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that. Well, I enough psychology, I can't go off the top of my head, but then the true psychopath. But just like Monsanti, you know, he killed that, well, I guess it was his dad's wife, his dying piece on the side, his girlfriend, his gumar. Correct, but okay, so this is where the spoiler alerts are going to be happening. Right. So, so like, he gets mad at her. No, he doesn't start off with her. Dad. Well, yeah, totally. Just nihilist. No, very good point. Yeah. Oh my god! Like that was pretty hardcore. Really, old getting his head broken open on a steering wheel. And, you know, talking about like the artifacts. I think I could slam my head into whatever steering wheel we have around here, and it's like 1995 and beyond. I'll probably keep my head intact. But those are good old 1950s, 60 cars. And those those are even solid. had seatbelts back then. Oh no, no. I think seatbelts got hot. Like. You could probably have them as an option. Um, I don't think they made them standard until like the 70s, but nobody wore them. Mm -hmm. And I'm, what was it, 90s when they started enforcing it finally? At least here in good old Click Iowa. Click ticket, yeah. That's, I remember hearing that shit growing up. I, yeah, I think like, I want to say like 92, 93. And then like people still didn't wear it, still didn't wear it, still didn't wear it. And then finally it just became like, you have to wear your seatbelt. And we grew up in the generation like, Hey, it's a hundred dollar ticket. Let's put your seatbelt on. So put on your seatbelt. Yeah, but like at that scene where they're arguing in the car, right. and him and his father crash, right. like in the garage. You know, like oh, okay, that part I understand. But then he saw the opportunity where he was just like just slamming his dad's head open until it just cracked open like a ripe melon. Right. I was just like, oh, this there's something wrong with this yeah, guy. So that was Hollywood dick. Uh, Montesanti, and then you know, then here's the twin brother in prison, and you're like, 
what? He's like, what? He's like, I like jazz. Bring me jazz and talk about your feelings and how you kill everybody you love and so forth. Um, I, I I did think it was uh, interesting with the, him trying to get away from Tony at the end. Yes, like he was. But then he also played those mind-fucking games with him too, though, where he gave up the stolen speakers. And Tony's like, I can't take these. These are hot. You know, this is obviously stolen. Right. And he's been telling him his whole entire life, you know, like, don't break the law. Stay true. Don't. Right. Get yourself in trouble, and then he got mad at Tony. Right. So telling him like, "Hey, uh, take them. Just don't ever steal anything ever again." Yeah, just do it once. And that's the same thing that happened with Tony with Christopher, with Christopher's drinking problem. Right. It's just like, just take a drink, just one drink. That's all you need to do, Christopher. Yeah, because you know, we're all tired of your BS and your alcoholism and addiction. And then you think about like Anthony Jr. And, uh, you know, Tony writing him about, you know, be on, you know, you'll get your football scholarship, you're going to lose this. And then, yeah. you know, he's in busting up the pool and throwing in the chairs and the trophies and all yeah. that, you know. And then it kind of reflects back to his life of if Dickie Monsanti would not have died and if Dickie would have stayed true, listening to Ray Liotta's twin brother. Mm-hmm. Dick, you know, Hollywood Dick's twin brother, I don't even remember his name. I can't remember any of uh, right now. Probably Paulie or something, but um, it, that, that's kind of interesting. But it was it was neat to see like the old stories come in. So like Johnny, you know, shooting Correct. through the beehive. The person who did not get enough <laughs> credit was the gal who played Tony's mother. Oh, oh my gosh. Vera, Vera Faminga. She had a nose piece on Oh, she was that mom perfect. Oh, yeah. Just always with the drama. Really a see you next Tuesday. And the best part of this whole entire show was where she's just like, I made you this pie. And then you see Gandolfini's kid who's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he had that expression. Fucking nailed his dad's look. I don't know how many takes they had to do for that, but the way that he looked at it was just like, holy shit. There's Gandolfini. Here she goes again, complaining about whatever, and yeah, I agree. Uh, that was good too. So I don't know. I, I thought it was good. It was, you know, wasn't great. It wasn't life changing or wowing or whatever. And neither was Endgame. I think it was just the the decade long progression of movies. So going back to my buddy who uh, wasn't a big fan of Marvel, decade. Um, his biggest his biggest thing was like you should be able to start watch and finish a movie and not have to watch six years of movies before that to understand what's going on and to get like all of the connections being made. Which that, that that's why he that's why he laid down. He's like, I wanna be able to watch a movie and be like, Oh, I get it now. Do not, you just want to go okay boomer on him or not? No, exactly. <laughs> and then I think about that was my dad's mentality, right? And then I think about ten years before, like Harry Potter, and they had eight movies, correct? And you know, you're kind of a little lot. I mean, you have the gist of it. it's like evil sorcerer gonna well, kill you, Harry. You never read any of the books. Of I read like Harry the Potter. first book. You really did. Why do you guys like? Why do you guys say it like that? Because you told me before. I once asked you. You had never read the books, and you said, "Yeah, that's right. I had never read them." Do you understand these movies? And you're like, "Yeah, I understand them." Yeah, if you watch them and figure out from like the beginning to the you know end, watch them all. But 
man, there's a lot of hate in that. Like, you didn't take the time to read the books. You guys should have seen her expression. You but, must have been like the person for a group project that contributed absolutely fucking nothing to the oh, group. Oh, wow, that is terrible. Oh, you guys just won't put my name on paper? No, I just want to get things <laughs> done. Katie, yes. <laughs> I'll explain this to you. There's some people that play instruments very well. Oh, this is right. I play the orchestra. Oh my god. Steve Jobs. <laughs> What's up? Wow. So like you, you're terrible at flute, but you tried. But see, I would conduct you. Again, motherfucker. This was <laughs> the first flute section, man. I think I was like fourth chair of the first flutes. How many chairs so? There are a lot of chairs. I think that at one time, I might not be doing this number justice. I think that we had like 12 flutes in the band. Okay, so you're like, what, 70%? Like a C minus? How long were you in band for? <laughs> Enough to know that I wasn't going to get I just stuck with choir. I was in choir too. Yeah. Okay. Why are we off? This is the BS portion. I, I don't know. Where, I don't know where you went down this road, but all I know is you had a lot of uh, a lot of hatred and me not. Oh, Harry Potter! Yeah, group projects. You did nothing. That's it. No, Potter. group projects. I carried my own, and if not, other people. Awesome. Of course. Want to so. get off that cross? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah funny. But no. But going back to uh, Saints of Newark, I, I thought it was good. I mean, it. If you watch the series like we okay. have, if you've seen it, you know, unfortunately to admit this, like I bought all of the seasons of The Sopranos on DVD off of eBay, I believe when I was in college, probably 2007, mm -hmm. and it was maybe 2008, and it was straight up just copyright fraud Oh, this Japan. obviously got burned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somehow. Like somebody it came in a nice box. Oh, the box was, was legit. Yeah, but the the DVDs were yeah burned. Yeah. I think I paid a hundred bucks, and it was probably more like I think the Soprano box set was like going for three hundred dollars or something like that. That's Buy. You remember Best Buy in movies? I remember that was one of the highlights of going there. I was just like just going up and down the aisle, looking at all the nice DVDs. Going yeah. one day, I will own you. And I will not regret having a room full of DVDs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I collect dust and do nothing. Yeah. And it's just like our parents' records. Like, oh my God, yeah. we have to spend our money on this. And then now it's all streaming. Now we just have a collection of movies that literally we have in the basement. We're too lazy to go get or plug in a DVD player and wait for a DVD. Yeah. I oh remember. my God. For the longest time, my brother and I, that was our Christmas presents to each other. We would get each other the same exact DVD. Like, yeah, hey, you guys are fun. Dan, what DVD are you really in the mood for? I don't know, Watchmen? Yeah, I'm in the mood for that one, too. You want me to get it for you? Yeah. You get me that one? Yeah. Works great. But when's the last time you actually went downstairs to go get a DVD and plug in the DVD player? I tell you, the last time I bought a DVD, this was recently, um, it was Super Mario Brothers starring, um, what's his name? Uh, Bob, oh, Hopkins, Hosh yeah. that's it. Bob Hoskins and um, oh, Hispanic fellow starts with an L. Luciano. Yeah, right. I know he just he takes a shot. Yeah, he takes a shot. Yeah, and he's done a million other movies. But oh, he's, he's an amazing thing. actor. I love him to death. Oh, you know what? He 
he played a doctor on ER like the last yeah. two seasons. He'd, uh, he was in John Wick. He was like yeah. the, you know, oh yeah, he was amazing. I would say John Luciano, something like that. Luciani. Yeah, nobody pronounced my name either, which is fine. But um, where is that going with you that? Yeah, bought a DVD. I bought that DVD, Super Mario Brothers, because one, Evie wanted to watch it, mm -hmm. and two, I want to watch it because I haven't seen it forever, and that goes back to HBO like warping my mind because HBO used to play the same movies. During yeah, the same part I of the remember year that from I'm, like the eighties, nineties. Did you guys have the TV guide of like the Direct TV or Dish Network TV guide? Right. Would you say when movies would come out? Right. One of the biggest argument of the summer: misplacing that motherfucker. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was yeah. If you didn't pull out like the Sunday paper so you could see what's going to be on and what was going to be on, that was death to everybody. Oh my god. Few times I was saying Dad truly loses shit is if you misplaced it or accidentally recycled it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you have to dig it out of the trash and stain it. But no. <laughs> so going back to uh, Super Mario Brothers, I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. Like nobody carried it, and it, but it was on DVD. So I bought it, I think, for six dollars, mm -hmm. and waited three weeks and got it. And then DVD and I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Did this it still hold true? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was it was legitimately good. Had um, Dennis Hopper as you know King Koopa and I forgot I was gonna say James Cum but that didn't sound right. It is no. Dennis Cooper, isn't it? Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. Cooper. Hopper. No, and I you know for what it was, I thought yeah a lot of people would be like, oh the movie sucked. Yeah, it did. But, but it was cool as a kid. Oh, no, as a kid, I loved it, man. I just yeah it was dinosaurs cool jumping around and whatever. But that was the last DVD I watched, and then having to sit through the menu. And had to sit through the previews and had to get to the actual movie. And I did this with the kids at school one time. Um, we watched, like, it was hilarious, but it was like an IPTV documentary, historical documentary from 1989. What? And I think I had the legit, I think it was a DVD reproduction as Planet. And it took forever to get to the movie oh and like God. i had kids zonked out at, and i think it was like nine minutes and like one kid was like laying on the table like one eye staring at me a little bit of drool on the table like is it ever gonna start i'm well, like god did you still grow up again i went to a parochial school elementary and i still remember when the teacher would bring in like a goddamn projector and would do um Movie reels. Did you guys have that? No. Ooh. Maybe like first. No, because we like we watched Fern Gully on television. I remember that in I, kindergarten, man. No, I remember that at Sacred Heart. That's what they did. Like right. it was real old school. Right. I think I only got that like first, second grade, and then third grade they brought in like the big ass TV cart, right. or we had to go watch in the library. Right. So like each grade had a television cart. I do remember that. So you had to like share the TV car and the VCR <laughs> and that was like privilege. And I've tried telling like kids at school, just like, you guys have no idea when the TV car would roll in, it was like, yes, we yes. need to watch you TV hear that motherfucker coming in school. What's like up? Fucking truck going down yeah. the road. And it's completely lost on them because now we have digital projectors and whiteboards yeah. and the resolution is a thousand times better. And it's like watching a movie in the classroom and yeah. you're so... That's what they grew up with. They don't know anything different. You know, I, I started teaching the computer was connected to the wall. 
yeah. via the internet cord and you couldn't move anywhere. And like the next year we went to laptops and completely changed everything. We have Wi-Fi. Again, I grew up in the era where we were starting to learn to type on typewriters at Sacred Heart. Damn, how poor were you guys? I don't know. I don't think we were exactly poor, but I do remember when the first laptop came in and the teacher didn't really want us to touch it. So we would type with it, but then they would tell us like to use like the little scrolling part with a pencil, oh, wow. like eraser, like don't touch it with your fingertips. Wow. That is some good stuff there. We had the colored uh, iMacs. Oh, you did? Yeah. So we had like the gray apples with the CD-ROMs. Those were pretty hot stuff. Like each teacher had one of those. And then by the time I got to middle school, we had the colored IMAX. And I believe we started with the orange ones, which I bought for like $20 a piece from our IT guy at school because he was like tossing them out wholesale. And then we went from orange to pink and blue to teal. And then where we go after that? Kind of lost track. But yeah, those, those I mean... And I think they're a good deal for schools. And But our school's always been on top of technology. Well, like, you got to remember, I went to parochial Catholic school. And then I went to like a true public school, a middle school, where they actually had a true computer lab. And a budget. And, and a budget. <laughs> and money. <laughs> and money. Help me, I'm poor. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't get about like Catholic schools, man, because they don't pay the teachers either. No, they don't. And like, I don't get where like tuition goes. It's crazy. I actually had my endorsement uh, teachers in Catholic schools. So, yeah. But the reason why I got that endorsement was if I taught in a Catholic school, they'd help me off my student loans. That backfired. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like when I was at Xavier for student teaching, and Xavier was almost. Ten? No, it was worse. It was fourteen thousand dollars less a year. I thought Xavier was schools are richy rich. They are. They're not paying the teachers though. Oh. <laughs> so honestly, got a certain salary in Cedar Rapids at that time was thirty-five thousand dollars, and starting salary in Xavier, new teacher was twenty-two. Wow. Ha! And at that, I don't know how you live off twenty-two, even at that time. I was just like twenty-two. It's like if you do the math on that and take out taxes, they wouldn't have IPERS, but well, you take out taxes and you know, FICA and all that good stuff, you're down to like, oh this my God. It's totally off topic, but I do like remember. $1,400 a month. Didn't you like student teach or have a field experience with a guy at Regis for history? Mm -hmm. I think he had like a cleaning business on the side. Like you go teach during the day and then at night you go clean office buildings. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, what was his name? I don't remember, but he was the... Very few really nice guys to me at uh, Regis. Everybody else was kind of a. Oh, I, I bet I'll remember nice. his name tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't have a good experience at Xavier. I just didn't get it. Like, you can afford to pay to buy your clothes to work there. I was so broke ass um, trying to get some nice student teaching clothes that I got a credit card through CJ Banks. Nice. Which is like, if you're like, CJ Banks, is that the old lady teacher store? Yes, it was. And I thought that was hot looking shit back then. But you have no style. Oh, I have absolutely no style. You do now because you met me because I'm stylish. I still have no style. <laughs> I don't know how I lucked out with you. Yeah. But maybe it was just lack of options. Yeah, we're accounts. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we're accounts. 
Bowers. But, uh, yeah. So, Saints in Newark. I really am glad that we didn't shell out money for it. Yeah, I'm glad there. I didn't pay for it. I'm glad it came out. I thought Gandolfini's kid, even though, hell, the young Tony was in the movie more than he was. That is true. Like, the young kid Tony. Really? Much longer stuff rolling for right. that. Now, here's my next question, though. Are you going to watch the other ones that come oh, out? Of course. If they do come out, and There's... would you go to the movie theater for that? No, probably not the movie theater. I mean, I don't know what movie theaters are going to do. It's crazy how that's changing, the way it's changed so roughly. But I, of course, I'll watch it because I'm a fan of Sopranos, and hopefully, they'll take some cues off this one and make them better. But yeah, are they going to do Junior's story? Are they going to do Johnny's story? Are they going to do the whole crew and work them up? That'd be awesome. That and I'll, be really I'll watch cool. every one of them. I love the Sopranos, but I'm a diehard fan. I know. <laughs> so that. That's one they need to consider. So, anyways, folks, if you're looking for, if you're a Sopranos fan, you're looking for something to watch, check out Saints of Newark. Take it for what it is. Um, like I said, hopefully this is an appetizer for many more movies to come. And I think we're kind of wrapping it up. Uh, I, I got nothing else. Uh, shout out, like, to our email. Anybody wants to contact us? Yeah, see what you think about the Saints of Newark <laughs> uh, at moviesmbso 2 at gmail.com. Also wrapped, tried to watch the, I suppose this is the final episode of Murders in the Building. I, I got distracted with kids and I didn't go back and rewatch it. And what was the new series you started? Uh, we'll talk about it next time, but I started Midnight Mass on Netflix. It's like a horror religious story. It's a miniseries. It's pretty good. Okay. So that looks like something to check out. Yeah, so. two episodes in and I'm really digging it. All right. So, folks, uh, make sure you email us, see us what you think. And I'm Andrew. And this is Katie. This is Movies and BS. Nice. See you.